Hi, I'm Linda Eads from Ford Asset Management, and this is the South African and Global Markets in a Nutshell for February 2023. On the 1st of February, the US Federal Reserve announced its eighth rate hike this cycle, raising rates by 25 basis points and taking the target rate to 4.75%. Initially, investors were optimistic that this meant the peak in the cycle was imminent and that the Fed might actually pull off the fabled soft landing. But by mid-February, market expectations were shifting instead towards a no-landing scenario, and we were back in familiar territory, with the surge at the start of the year ending up as just another bear market rally. Most other markets, both developed and emerging, followed suit, with Chinese equities giving back some of the gains from the sharp reopening rally that began in November. What spooked the US market was that personal consumption expenditure, the Fed's favorite measure of inflation, came in at 4.7% year-on-year for January, which was higher than the market was expecting and largely unchanged over the past year, indicating that little, if any, progress is being made in bringing inflation down to acceptable levels. Enough believe this to be an issue for the market to significantly revise upwards the view on where rates will peak, with the market now pricing in a peak close to 5.5%. But plenty are also downplaying the January numbers on the basis of warm weather and the tendency of prices to pop at year-end. And so we go again, with the back and forth of market sentiment causing a repeat of the familiar pattern we've seen several times already since the start of last year. Signs of economic strength and persistent inflation dominate and markets fall. Or, growth and inflation appear to be moderating and markets go up. And repeat. As Robert Armstrong of the Financial Times quips, Investors seem to be trapped in some sort of Greek myth, where for their sins in life, they're doomed to a financial underworld in which the only thing that matters is the inflation outlook, which cannot be predicted. And each time they think they have it figured out, the data reverses and they're back to square one. In the meanwhile, the bond market remains even more convinced that trouble is brewing. The yield on the two-year Treasury bill reached its highest level since 2007, and the inversion of the US yield curve is now at even more extreme levels than before. This suggests that the bond market believes the rapid rise in interest rates is likely to cause significant economic disruption further down the line. And it's worth noting at this point that an inverted yield curve has been a far more reliable predictor of an oncoming recession than any other market forecaster, including Dr. Copper. With interest rate expectations rising, the dollar firmed against most currencies, which also weighed on commodities such as platinum, coal and gold, which are all priced in dollars. The South African rand came under even more strain than most other emerging market currencies, thanks to problems of our own making. More energy was expended deflecting blame for ESCOM's failures than in resolving the energy crisis itself. And although the recent budget was reasonably well received, many investors, including ourselves, remain wary of how likely or able Treasury is to stick to its guns on its prudent approach. With pandemic factors fading and commodity and energy prices falling, Wage inflation now poses the single biggest threat to rising price pressures around the world. Walmart, America's largest private employer, recently announced it would raise its minimum wage, effectively setting a new floor for pay in the US. Home Depot, another large employer, also announced it will spend an additional $1 billion to give its hourly employees a raise. Across the Atlantic, in the UK and in Germany, Public sector unions are currently striking over pay, and in countries such as Hungary and Poland, wage growth is already in double digits. How successful the world's workers will be in pressing home their demands for higher pay is the biggest question facing central bankers around the world as they fight to curb rising prices.
Another thing we're watching closely is the U.S. housing market. The 30-year fixed mortgage rate has more than doubled in the past year, making houses considerably less affordable. This isn't causing house prices to crash just yet, but it is scaring off would-be home buyers and causing the housing market to freeze up. The more than 90% of Americans that secured fixed-rate mortgages before rates rose are holding on to their sub-3% rates for dear life. However this plays out, lower housing activity could be the proverbial canary in the coal mine. Since 1970, housing recessions are usually followed by general recessions, and this could be an indication that housing may just be the first part of the economy to be hit by higher rates, with other parts following in time. With investors' fates still very closely tied to the path of inflation and how central banks respond to it, we remain cautious with regards to longer-dated U.S. bonds and to U.S. growth stocks which still haven't fully adjusted downwards given higher discount rates. Instead, we prefer to keep our exposure focused on companies outside of the U.S., priced more attractively and with better growth prospects. We also hold companies that are able to cope well with both inflationary or recessionary conditions. But we're keeping some powder dry for the opportunities that present themselves in the whipsaw of market prices. For the disciplined investor, today's volatility provides the perfect entry point for tomorrow's best long-term investments. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Ford Asset Management. Ford Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.